0: Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, And if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your spoken image strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. Hey there, today we are continuing our series on networking by talking all about building genuine connections. So last episode, we talked about authentic networking and why that is so much better than traditional networking. And once we get through all of the feelings about networking and realize authentic networking is something that we can totally do then we need to discover how to build those genuine connections. So that's what we're talking about today. And in the spirit of networking, I'm hosting a virtual networking event the second week of February with the goal of connecting people within this community and building relationships that are valuable to everyone's growth and success. So go to semiconventional.com to learn more and to sign up. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semi-Conventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. Now we can talk all about how to be authentic in your networking and build genuine connections, but you're probably thinking that sounds great, but how do I do that? So today we're talking about how you can find opportunities for networking and how to identify connections. And then how do you move beyond the small talk? Because that's where we really get into connecting with people rather than surface level conversations. First, when it comes to finding networking opportunities, there are so many ways that you can go about discovering events to go to and places that you can go to meet like-minded people and great connections for you, your business, your career. And I get it. Finding places to network is kind of like finding places to look for a life partner, right? If you are on dating apps and things like that, you know, it is tough. I mean, honestly, if I didn't meet my husband in college, I don't know where I would have met the the next person that I wanted to meet up with. So it's one of those things where when you're in it, it feels really, really hard. So today I want you to zoom out and think about all the places that you might meet your next, you know, biz bestie or whoever you want to connect with. So much like the dating scene, there's all sorts of online tools and social media dedicated to things like networking. So even on, you know, LinkedIn or um, Meetup or any industry specific forums or platforms that you're a part of, there's often going to be Networking opportunities posted in those places, even things like Eventbrite. You can search for things that are local to you. You know your local chamber of commerce, um, community boards, professional organizations, um, alumni networks, and. You don't necessarily have to be an alumni of an institution to attend some of their events if it is something that's local to you. So just something to think about when it comes to looking for those potential opportunities to broaden your network. Find somebody that you know maybe or are connected with that is a part of maybe that institution and you can kind of just get one foot in the door just to see what it's like there but beyond those very traditional places and you know aside from looking at what local events you have going on think a little more outside of the box than that if you have a group that you're passionate about volunteering for and again that may be local it may be virtual but there's all sorts of organizations that need your help your services the things that you can provide to mentor other people or just provide a service and help them out, those volunteer type opportunities can actually be great places to connect with other people. So consider volunteering or joining hobby groups. If you are into, you know, bonsai trees or organizing stuff or horseback riding or playing an instrument or being in a band or any number of things that you might find interesting. It could even just be like a fan group for your favorite television show. I hesitate to say television show because that makes me sound like I'm 90 years old, but your favorite Netflix series or something along those lines, right? Anything that you have an interest in there's probably a group for, whether that is, again, online or in person. There's all sorts of these groups out there for different hobbies and interests. And those can be really great places to network because you already know you have something in common with those people. And then lastly, as far as finding networking opportunities, community events. They are way less conventional as far as networking goes but things that are happening in your community can be a great way to meet other people that you want in your network. Oftentimes people that are, you know, displaying a booth at some sort of event even if it's something as simple as like alumni weekend at your local college, right? There's always something going on like that in your community. Even if you're living in a really small town, there's probably things like that that do go on. Maybe it's the next largest city next to you, but there's things that are happening all the time. And the people that tend to display a booth or things like that at those types of events are going to be more outgoing. They're probably looking for networking also. So you're going to set yourself up for success By finding places that other people are also trying to meet new people. Going back to the, you know, dating app analogy, that's why dating apps are so popular because you know, everybody there is looking to make a connection, one type of connection or another. And it's a lot different than, you know, going to the mall and trying to go up to somebody and introduce yourself that you're interested in because They may or may not be there to meet other people. So when it comes to networking, finding those places where people are out and about, it's an event-type atmosphere where people want to connect with others, that's going to be a really, really great goldmine area to meet people that you haven't met before. Once you're at these places where you can potentially meet all of these great connections— How do you identify connections versus people that just kind of want to be left alone (laughs) or people that aren't a good connection for you to continue building a relationship with? If you watch shows on Netflix like Indian Matchmaking or Jewish Matchmaking, or I think there's even Million Dollar Matchmaker or something like that, right? It's so interesting to watch the process of people that are matchmakers they have these lists and lists of people in their brain at all times that they are trying to find a match for, right? And they're sitting there going, hmm, who would be a good fit or who has something in common that could be a good starting point to build a relationship off of, right? And so thinking about it from that perspective, I like to think about networking connections kind of in the same way. And again, there's nothing to say that, you know, you're trying to date anybody that you are building a network with. But at the end of the day, the process is kind of similar. If you're looking for people that you're genuinely trying to meet up with, build a relationship with and help each other out as business partners. So I look at shows like that and see their process of having certain information that they are looking for on a consistent basis, right? When they meet somebody that is either looking for a match or it could be a potential match, they are going through all of this information pretty quickly to figure out what they need to know. And for you building an authentic network of genuine business connections, it's honestly a really similar process <laughs> where you are looking for those common threads that you can pull from, which we've talked about, you know, conversational threads before, but common threads that you can pull on and connect with to help to build that relationship. The difference with authentic networking is that you want to reflect on your own goals and interests and values and seek out individuals who share similar perspectives and career paths, because that's going to make or break a genuine networking relationship. The career path aspect of it is something you really want to zone in on. So I mentioned before that you want to be looking for people that are, you know, maybe slightly outside of your industry and can be complementary. to to the types of things that you're doing. And that advice still stands, right? When you are looking at potential connections, understand their background and interests and how that can add diversity to your network. Now, I don't mean diversity like checking off demographic boxes, but when I think about diversity in my network, I'm thinking about, do I know people that have been in business longer than me? And do I know people that maybe have been in business for less time than me, right? Do I have a mix of those people? Because I can not only help them, but other people can help me as well, right? I can learn some lessons from those that have been in business longer than me, and I can help others who maybe haven't been in business as long as me. So thinking about the demographics of you as a business person or you in your career is going to help you diversify your network. And this can be a really great time to sit and kind of take stock of maybe your 10 closest connections when it comes to business. Take a sheet of paper and just draw a line down the middle. And on the left side, write down things that these 10 networking connections have in common. And on the right side, Jot down the things that make them different from one another and doing this might feel a little bit trite at the beginning because you're sort of summing up some very, you know, simple things about the people that are in your network. Again, like the 10 closest connections. If you feel like you don't have 10 connections, pick the closest five or three or two, whatever it is that you have, right? And do this exercise because what you're looking for here is who do I know and how do they have things in common? And then how are they diverse from one another? And what gaps do I have that I can fill with additional networking connections? And then doing this exercise will help you to figure out when you're out there meeting more people, you can ask certain questions to kind of gather from people, you know, Hey, if I'm trying to look for somebody in my network that has been an entrepreneur for more than five years, because everyone else that I know has only been in business for five years or less, right? Asking a question like that, like, oh, how long have you been in business? Sounds very, very simple, straightforward, but that can help you identify, is this a person I potentially want to get to know more? And then doing that with these other areas where maybe you see gaps in the diversity of your network will help you to have better conversations, which we're going to talk about in a second, and not spend too much time talking with people who are already like everyone else in your network. So at the end of the day, by identifying these connections, you're going to make better connections faster how do we get beyond small talk in these networking conversations? That is like the age-old question, right? Most people that you ask will say, oh, I hate small talk. And what we really mean by that is I'm tired of talking about like the weather and the traffic and all the little things. Oh, what's the food like at this event? Or you know, stuff that just doesn't really lead you anywhere. It's sort of just making conversation. So to get out of the painful small talk box, you get to learn how to be a better conversationalist. Now, what does that look like? Thinking about open questions that you can ask people about their interests or maybe any recent wins that they've had or challenges if you start to get to that point in the conversation, maybe even asking about industry trends, right? But also keeping it lighthearted so you don't come on too strong and ask like questions that are way too personal um, or, you know, too in-depth for a an introductory conversation, right? There is a big balance here. And if you're not a great conversationalist yet, that's okay, right? It's all about practice just like everything else so if you need some assistance in how to kind of get to the heart of some of these things you want to learn about people right again go back to your your list of things that maybe are gaps in the diversity of your network and this is a great place where you can use something like an AI tool where you throw in a prompt and say i'm looking to meet more people with this, that, and the other qualification, right? Maybe it's years in business, maybe it's something about them or something about their industry or the work that they do and throw that into a chat GPT prompt or whatever AI tool you like and ask the question, what are some lighthearted and easy introductory ways to get to know this, that, and the other thing about potential networking connections. Now, depending on what your AI tool spits out and depending on what you're trying to learn, you may love these suggestions and you may hate them, but it gives you a starting point if you are not a great conversationalist yet. Now, I always caveat any AI tools by saying, please make sure that you don't just use the output of the prompt as is, Change it to fit your personality. Make sure that when you're asking people questions, it sounds like you, because that's how you're going to make genuine connections, right? But if you need a starting point for how do I ask an open-ended question about this type of thing, it's going to give you, again, a starting point. Now, if you're already somebody who other people would say like, oh yeah, they're a talker. Right. They can go up to anybody and have a conversation and learn about them, and it's no big deal. There's some advice I still have for you as well. Practice steering your conversations gracefully towards mutually interesting or beneficial topics, right? Sharing your own experiences and insights without dominating the conversation and making sure that you are an active listener and showing genuine interest in the other person's responses is going to lead to even deeper, more meaningful conversations. So whether or not you're already a good conversationalist, or that's something that you are practicing now, when you do meet these people that you've identified as potential connections, and you want to continue to have a conversation, first off, Definitely read the social cues and make sure that this person is also interested in having a conversation with you because you can be practicing your conversational skills all day long, but if they don't really want to be a part of it, it's not going to help you and it's not going to be an authentic, genuine, great long-term connection. When you do get cues from the other person, like, oh, that's so interesting, and then they continue to talk, that's a great way to know that, okay, this might go somewhere, right? This conversation might be really beneficial. But I cannot stress enough the importance of thinking about ways to ask questions that, number one, don't feel intrusive, but also aren't surface level. So for me, let's say maybe I'm trying to add somebody in like the PR field into my professional network. And when I'm talking to someone that sounds like maybe they do PR, I can ask them, you know, oh, that's so awesome. What types of clients do you work with? Or even showing a little bit of nuance, you know, oh, what types of PR do you focus on? Do you focus on organic or paid opportunities? Or what type of media do you like getting for your clients the most, right? So you can ask all sorts of different questions to spark additional conversation with potential connections that's going to give you a little more info on, is this someone I want to continue talking to? And is this someone that fills the gap that I have in my network? So we've thought outside the box on how to find networking opportunities. Then we've identified connections, right? Because we don't have a matchmaker for professional connections. And then we've moved beyond the small talk to get a little bit more to the heart of what makes a great connection. And then beyond that, there's definitely some networking challenges. And that's what we're gonna be talking about in our next episode. Things like how to overcome anxiety in speaking up to new people in a new setting or how to gracefully exit a conversation that does not seem like it's going to go where you'd like it to go so that's what we're talking about next time so don't forget to join us next week and in the meantime go to semiconventional.com to check out the virtual networking event that I'm hosting the second week of february Till next time. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.